When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. All right. All right. We are here with Mr. Corey White. Oh, wow. Hello, hello, hello. The one and only. Um... Incredible episode, but before we get into uh, what we talked about, today's episode is brought to you by Raunchy Brewing, uh, the beer that's actually good. It's actually good. If you want to buy some, jump on the Instagram, link in bio. Mm-hmm. You can uh, order direct. Uh, Ian will hook you up. Sends you straight there, and, yeah. um, and you can, yeah, it, I think they get more profit. Or you can, might be able to find it in some of the celebrations around WA. So, yep. uh, yeah, get around it and have a look. Uh, this episode's also brought to you by, as you can see behind uh, Corey there, alltradescover.com. Alltradescove.com.au. All oh, looks like Cove today. Yeah, yeah. alltradescover.com.au. Um, they are a trade uh, insurance, insurance company um, that cover you basically liability insurance, all your sort of injuries Indemnity. and damages. I think if your tools get nicked. Yeah. Oh, really? Cool. I don't know. Oh, I'm sure. I think. Uh, I don't have all aspects covered when it yeah. comes to trades, I'm, yep. I'm assuming. So uh, So if you're a police officer that needs new handcuffs, <laughs> they'll cover you. Yeah, <laughs> some sort of trade. Uh, yeah, so get around them. Uh, that will up. make sense later. Alltradescover.com.au. Hit them up. And then finally, uh, this week's episode is brought to you by True Grit. Yep. Uh, True Grit is uh, on this coming weekend. So in four or five days uh, on the 14th and 15th of October down at uh, Linga Longa Estate. If you are going, hit up Branchy on Harjan's uh, Messenger yeah. or DM just mm-hmm. to let us know if anybody's actually going to come yeah, and yeah. use the code. Yeah, so well, potentially, like, in my opinion, they're probably going to come anyway if they're coming. But regardless yeah. if you came, because actually I did see people tag people in the the, the post we put up. Nice. So maybe they're worse. But regardless, uh, it's going to be an awesome event. It's military-inspired uh, con- uh, what do you yep. call it? So um, you can kick an Afghan course. down a hill with one leg <laughs> and commit war crimes if you want. Um, allegedly. 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 Yeah, military inspired. But yeah, it's uh, it's on this weekend. 10% discount code is True Yarns. T-R-U-E-Y-A-R-N-S. Fuck, you're good at that. I oh, can't yeah. do that. Let's go. Yeah, that's very good. But so, mm. we are here with Corey Whitefella talking about The Voice. Getting sick of talking about that, aren't we? We covered a lot of ground. Yeah, Israel, Palestine, Middle East, the yeah. voice, uh, general deci- societal distrust. Censorship mm. bill. A um, little bit of Sydney. Mm. and um, Home-wrecking whores. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think the thing that people will take most out of this episode is uh, your breakdown of the actual history of um, the Israel-Palestine sort of conflicts. I think that was pretty good because that actually helped me a little bit as well. So It's actually good. It's uh, the beer is actually good, <laughs> but uh, very good episode uh, as always. It's a fucking pleasure having you on, Corey. Cheers, boys. Enjoy your weekends Chill. and uh, be good. Be good at it. Mm. Sure, let's get hard. Let's get hard. Welcome to Hard Yarns Podcast. I am fucking fat. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Anything Chris White says, please <laughs> disregard it. 5D is actually a state of being. It's a unity consciousness. That was Hard Yarns with me, Frankie Rose. So I'm going to throw it over to your co-host. Daniel Telby. And Cameron Branch. I would do this and then I'd gong. <laughs> Free in attendance for the millions listening at home. <laughs> Let's get hard. I All right, you look the goods, and uh, Delby, you look the goods. Yeah. Always, always. That little face is like a blue steel face. What, my concentration yeah, when, when, face? When you go like that. <laughs> trying to concentrate. All right, so forgive me, listeners, uh, or viewers. Yeah. Because we're doing three-way. Fuck, we're having a three-way for the first time. <laughs> yeah. Three straight white males. Mm. Do Fuck some yeah. war porn. Fuck yeah, war porn. War porn. Thanks for joining us, old son. Thanks for having me back, boys. You well? Yeah, good, mate. It's always good to have you. Um, it's actually, it's, it's not been long. We had you and Robbie on while Delby was away. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't seem that long ago now, does it? No, it was about eight episodes, nine episodes ago. Yeah, so. it's still like it's three months. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Time flies as you're getting older, right? Yeah, 100%. So, uh, what's been going on, man? You, you just got back from Sydney? Yeah, yeah. What were you doing there? For your own thing or Sydney Fringe? Sydney Fringe, mate. Yeah. And um, you're allowed? Surprisingly, yeah. yeah. No, they let me in. Um, is it a different person that runs Sydney Fringe to Perth Fringe or is it the same person for all of it? Different mm. person, but they are affiliated with Century. So, I was having to, you know, be careful with what I said yep. and whom I said it to. Um, but yeah, Sydney's a wicked town, mate. It's like Melbourne with better genetics, mm. better weather, people with better mental health. Yeah. Um, better sense of humour? Better sense of humour, bro. Yeah. Like Newtown is like Fitzroy, but, you know, people still got a sense of humour. Yeah. Um, the weather's nicer. It's just extortionately yeah. expensive place to live. Yeah. Yeah, we stayed at Manly when we went did up and joke. I'd never been there before. Mm. It was sick. Manly's a wicked place. Yeah. Really liked it, but I, mean, I, I need to go... Check out all the other little bits like Pemrith and Cronulla and all the, the Shire. Yeah, the Shire. So go down for a riot, Delbs, on the beach, mate. <sighs> Fuck yeah, my people. <laughs> Some hot laps into fucking Yeah, I could fit in with with some of the boys. Yeah. Could pass as Lebanese. You'd, yeah, yeah. Fake Delbs, fake Delbys everywhere. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. was the best one. So, but, um, yeah, but pretty uh, pretty hectic time in the world at the moment. Yeah, what's happening? Oh, a bit of war here Is there, and there war? Is there more war? More war. I don't think... Who? Fuck, does that mean we forget about Ukraine now and everyone changes their profile pic? Absolutely, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so who do we have to put a... Fucking I support who? Well, yeah. if you put up the Israeli flag, you're Islamophobic. If you put up the Palestinian flag, you're anti-Semitic. Yeah. The, fuck. Just sit in the middle. Don't have Is there opinion. a Gaza flag? Uh, no. I support the Gaza Um, I saw on the front page of the West Australian this morning It says, war in the Gaza It's Gaza, you fucking idiots (laughs) War in the Ukraine Well, yeah It's it's interesting Because I I was trying to figure out today Like um, are you suppo- Is there supposed to be a good guy or a bad guy I in feel situation? Like or are they both bad guys, they're, man? They're both as bad as each other, hey? It feels What's the go? Yeah, they're I don't both, know. look, they're both awful, let's yeah. be honest. Um, there are no winners and losers. But uh, I don't think anyone had holy war on their 2023 bingo card. <laughs> 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 like, that escalated quickly. Yeah. Uh, the, the way it all happened and unfolded was uh, pretty 
odd as well. Me and Dale, we were talking like Mossad is probably one of the the most uh, sophisticated and and um, it's well probably resourced. the best well resourced uh, intelligence agencies on the planet, and they couldn't predict this, or they couldn't see this happening, or they couldn't stop. People on hang gliders from flying in. Astonishing, right? I mean, Gaza it is, for all intents and purposes, the world's largest prison. Mm. It's just a prison without a roof. The Israelis control what goes in, what goes out. Mm. They control the electricity, the water, the fuel. It's been under a naval blockade for seventeen years, and the idea that some Gazan goat herders were able to bring together all this heavy armor and paragliders mm. fuck's sake I mean the idea that Hamas would have an air force is not something that I entertain no <laughs> in not at all life. yeah 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 um, but and uh, then to go in undetected on the anniversary of the Yom Kippur war yeah, yeah. 50 year anniversary uh, it, it's fucking mind boggling is crazy. it what, before we start like for listeners that have nothing no idea like I try to read myself up on as much as I can but so you've got Hamas which is a militant group from Palestine they're in Gaza. In Gaza. Yep. And the Hassad, Mossad are essentially like the CIA, the CIA of Israel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And they're the ones that chopped up that dude in the um, embassy. In Turkey. Yeah. No, that was the Saudis. Okay. Yeah. Right. So before we even like start talking about it for people that know nothing, mm. what is the Gaza Strip and why is Palestine oh, at war with Israel? Mm. And I know it's got something to do with Jerusalem and they think it's their holy land and someone else wants part of it, but can you explain like I'm a fucking year three? Well, I mean, you've really got to go back to the end of the Second World War and even prior to that, um, the British had a mandate over Palestine. Mm-hmm. They took that over at the end of the First World War because Palestine, as it then was, was part of the Ottoman Empire. Okay. Um, and anyway, lots of uh, Israelis, sorry, Jews migrated to Palestine. There's been a long idea of, you know, the Jews should have their own state because of yeah. the history of pogroms through Eastern Europe, etc. Uh, and anyway, they filled in there over the course of, you know, between uh, end of the First World War and up to the Second World War. And then when the Second World War concluded, the British were like, well, this is a nightmare. Uh, they were being bombed by what was called the Uruguay, which was a, a paramilitary organisation, yeah. which was later absorbed into the Israeli Defence Force. Um, and there's been a succession of wars uh, since the establishment of Israel. Between Egypt, Syria, Jordan, um, who else joined that war? Lebanon. Right. Um, Fighting over that patch of land? Yeah, well, the uh, Palestinian question upset the Arab world. What was the Palestinian question? Well, it was just like the Palestinians have been kicked off their land violently by the Israeli settlers. Right. So they, Palestine, were there originally? Yeah, it was never a country, though. It was just a space. A British protectorate, for want of a better word. And then it was declared a country in 1948. Yeah. As Israel. As Israel, a Jewish state. Okay. Now, the Gaza Strip, is that in Israel? Or is it like a bit between Israel and Palestine and some other countries? So there's two parts. It's, it's only 41 kilometres by 20 or something. It's a very narrow strip of land which yeah. borders Israel uh, to that side and Egypt to the south. Mm. Egypt controls the southern border. Israel controls the other borders. Uh, and then it's blocked by the sea. Right. In the north, at the West Bank, that's the other Palestinian population, but that's controlled by Fatah. Yeah, um, I read about those Renounced guys. violence years ago and then, you know, they've sort of been included in the decision-making process to a limited extent. So, in air quotes, peaceful version 
of yes. Palestinian of extremist Palestinians. Well, look, Palestinian. Not all the Palestinians are extremists. extremists. I mean, the, the Hamas wing you could That's describe I mean, yeah. as as uh, extremists, but Hamas was elected, right? Um, and there was a argument between Hamas and Fatah, and the peaceful elements of Fatah were pushed out, and right. Hamas is, I guess, the dominant political faction in that part of the world for the Palestinians. But they don't speak for all the Palestinians. I mean, I'm sure there's some Palestinians who are like, maybe we shouldn't go in and. Massacre people at a fucking music festival. Yeah. Can you imagine though, bro, being at that music festival, like off your face on Molly, like loving your mates. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, um, the Palos fucking paraglide in with automatic weapons and just start laying waste. I mean, fuck, how frightening would it be? If Mm. you're on any kind of psychedelic, that would be even more hectic. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, man. Can you imagine? You just see a paraglider coming in. Mate. And you're fucking tripping balls like, is that a fucking <laughs> paraglider then? i seen the videos of it today, like them just paragliding in. It just seemed, it, uh, uh, underneath missiles going off and it just seemed... Unbelievable un- that they were undetected. Surreal. And then they were able to be inside Israel for six hours without anyone being mobilised or deployed. That's insane. I mean, this is a militarised society. War is their core business. Yeah. How, I mean, I... It's, it's astonishing. I, I don't understand how that's happened it, itself, like exactly what you just said. It just... Yeah. And and was it... It was <sighs> inside Israel or inside in the Gaza Strip? No, that's come from the ga- inside Gaza into, into Israel, Israel. Into southern Israel. Right. Wow. That's fucking like... And again, like, what are they aiming to achieve? Because, I mean, we don't, we don't actually know, but the thought process of, hey, let's just jump the border and fucking murder as many civilians as possible. What? Well, look, it's, like a, it's a change from their previous... They changed tactics. I mean, previously, you'd have some fucked hard guys and goat herder who's had a bad day and then decides to launch a homemade rocket at a school bus, right? Mm. Yeah. But this was much more um, coordinated and sophisticated. And I think the Iranians are probably backing this because of the level of sophistication. Yeah. Mm. But the Israelis and the Saudis are about to sign a peace agreement. And I think the Iranians want to have that scuttled. And the thinking right. is that if we go in and provoke a, a disproportionate Israeli response yeah. and they go in and flatten Gaza, it makes it much harder for the Saudis to sign a peace deal and maintain their street cred in the Arab world. Mm. And now that, uh, from what I read, the Iranians are the ones that are funding Hamas. Yeah, Hamas, Hezbollah, they're all Iranian proxies. And right. uh, would that have anything to do with the you know, big ransom that he just got paid by America? Oh, look, I mean, I don't know if that's... Disposable income? I mean, I think some of that was um, proceeds of oil sales that were unfrozen. Mm. But who the fuck knows, bro? I mean, maybe it is the new world order financing both sides of a conflict to bring about chaos Mm. so hegemony can be ushered in thereafter. Yeah. Mm. I tell you what, mate, these people pouring over the border in America, I mean, imagine if... The yeah. Iranians put in operatives into the US like that. Yeah. And now there's all these sleepers. Well, there's, no, there's no vetting anymore. The vetting's... What vetting? Yeah, exactly. Not there's even netting, but... There's just nothing. <laughs> ju- Have you seen the the, the, um, the the amount of people just left at the border? And they're just... Uh, where, though? In, uh, in, in, in America. Oh, uh, no. What, from Mexico? The US, yeah, the, the southern border. No. It's fucking ridiculous. No vetting. No, I think it's the... Um, I think the last month has been the biggest uh, migration of... of what are they called? Um, illegal aliens. aliens um, well, in, I, think in that, I think that's what the Mexicans actually put on show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> illegal yeah. aliens. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but that's that's surely not by chance. 
that no. all of a sudden it just creates chaos. Mm. It does feel orchestrated. That's the tin hat sort of thing. But it, it when it's so predictable and it continues to uh, happen over and over again, like you said, I think uh, three, two or three years ago when you were on, you said you. I mean, you the said your words. We're going to see an inflationary cycle and war. And it's like if if three blokes on a podcast could talk about it three years ago, it's not. Genuinely, generally too no, hard. I mean, you to don't see, need to be a fucking massive intellectual to have your head around history and know that the history of major powers going broke is mm. historically a war-creating environment. Am I just? Uh, I'm just throwing something out there, like the weapons that they've got. Do they have anything to do with the weapons that were left behind in Afghanistan, or the ones that have been sent to Ukraine? Oh, I mean, there's oh, blokes yeah. walking around with fucking M4s. I mean, imagine if there's javelin missiles now mm. in in Israel. How bad that will look for the West. I mean, yeah. we funneled all this money and weaponry into Ukraine and they ended up in the hands of Hezbollah and Hamas. So the Ukrainian war, the Americans have funded um, weapons and, and support. Without monitoring and then at that's all been sold or and oh, gone heaps to heaps of it's ended up on the black market. Right. Heaps and, of and it's, it's gone ended up on the black market. Now potentially uh, Hamas and, and Well all and that. Fr- even worse, the cartels in yeah. Mexico. I mean, imagine if you've got cartels running around with javelin. What's a javelin one do? Does that down, take down Javelin is like a shoulder-mounted anti-aircraft yeah. or anti-tank weapon. Mm. Mm. It just seems interesting that these people have got these advanced weaponry and, and they're... It, I de- it just seems too convenient that they've left a shitload behind and they've also um, laundered a shitload of probably money through Ukraine. Um at the same sort of time. It I just mean, seems... It's, it's marvellous to see an Islamic militant with an American-made weapon yeah. in Israel. Like, what a fucking mind-blowing piece of That's history. It's crazy, eh? But everything's, uh, everything's just a coincidence. It's just a coincidence. <laughs> well, i tell you what I can't wait for, Branchy, is to see how long it takes for Hamas to get an invite into the Canadian Parliament. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, what a laugh that was. Oh, my God. Trudeau. What the fuck? It was a Ukrainian Nazi, was it? Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's just like you didn't need to do much due diligence. Like this guy was fighting... Due diligence? <laughs> <laughs> this guy was fighting Russians in Eastern Europe in the 1940s. Mm. Who <laughs> is doing <laughs> that, that yeah, bro? Yeah. Fuck me. For people that don't know, what you're talking about is they gave a, rounding, a standing ovation to a Nazi in Parliament. Yeah, not just any a guy who was a member of the Waffen SS. Yeah, right. Which is they're they're doing it out of uh, out of love. <laughs> they're not like, they've not been forced. They've it's not a job. It's a lifestyle. Mate. <laughs> they've lent into that. They've yeah. not been in a situation where they live there and they're, they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't. How like did these that, people. how did that occur? What, and why did that happen? Oh, look, bro, it's. A comedy of errors, really. I mean, because remember, Justin Trudeau was out there freezing people's bank accounts, calling anyone who disagreed with him a Nazi. Mm. And then for him to host an actual (laughs) Nazi. Nazi. (laughs) I mean, you couldn't fucking write that. We live in a South Park episode. And Justin Trudeau is just Randy Marsh without a (laughs) moustache. With the the ultimate punchline being he ends up, he's going to be with uh, old mate from France. Oh. <laughs> um, Macaron, <laughs> they'll be they'll be lovers, Fuck. and then we're officially in a South Park episode. Done. But yeah. Um, yeah, back to the I, I guess to the Israel the Gaza Strip thing. So they've since 1948, Israel's been recognised as a country, and we're slowly 
progressing towards peace or something? Is that uh, there's been a series of wars between the Arab states. Uh, there was the Yom Kippur War in uh, 1973. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's been other Arab-Israeli wars. But basically, and is the Israelis it? won every time. Yeah. And so they're like, well, you invaded us. We're taking this piece of land. Yeah. Um, but in the 1973 war, the Arab states were going to win, but for the intervention of the Americans. Oh, what a surprise. And... <laughs> Yeah, look, it upset the Arab world forever. And the reason the Arab world hates the West is because of Israel and the way we support Israel. Right. And Israeli are Jews and the Arabs are Muslim. Is it a Muslim-Jew war or is it nothing to do with religion? Oh, look, I mean, it is. there is a religious aspect to it, but it's all about land and resources. Mm. And, you know, if you had your land stolen from you, mate, like you, you don't forget that. I mean, I know what it's like when a comedian steals my jokes. <laughs> I'm very angry, but I mean, you could be, I can understand how it's descended into such hate and brutality, and the humanity of it is is just lost. And yeah, to so I heard the Israeli defense minister saying something like, you know, we're fighting animals and we're going to treat them accordingly. Mm. I mean, that's the sort of language you would have heard. Uh, German general yeah. say in 1940, we are yeah. fighting animals. Just saying that. To I mean, actually. all he needed to say is, like, well, the final solution for Hamas yeah, and Gaza. Yeah. I mean, and they're going to go in and turn that joint into fucking rubble. And, yeah. and Netanyahu, Netanyahu uh, he said there's no room for negotiation here. He wants troops on the ground. He wants an assault. Mate, they, they just want to get rid of Gaza, I think, entirely and the West Bank because you've got to remember... Um, there is a right-wing rump in the Israeli parliament, in the Knesset, uh, in the coalition, and they're ultra-Orthodox Jews, and they're mostly in the West Bank. Mm. But they're these crazy right-wing religious zealots, and they're the people who... The settlements in the West Bank. Yeah, right. And uh, they're expansionists. They want more land and settlements, and they can't get that through a negotiated peace. So there right. is a faction in Israel that doesn't want peace. peace. They want war. But the Gaza Strip's occupied... The most densely occupied strip um, of land in the world, mm-hmm. from what I read, and it funds ninety five percent, or actually almost entirely, on international aid. Mm-hmm. So Which the European Union have cut off their aid to all the Palestinians this morning, right? So is it just Palestinians that live in the Gaza Strip, or is it a mix? Uh, I'm not sure. I'd assume it's all Palestinians. Yeah. So I wouldn't imagine there's any Israelis unless they're informants. Yeah. But what's this idea? Now that it's cut off, means that everyone's going to starve. Mate, they've cut off. No they've cut off the electricity. They've cut off yeah. the water. They cut off the fuel. Yeah, uh, it's a siege, and they're going in for a ground invasion as we speak. And it's uh, it's going to be messy. And I can't see this not escalating. And uh, I cannot, ref- for the life of me, remember where I seen this. But this idea that if you are born in the Gaza Strip, you're born into uh, death, I think, is the word they use. It potentially was a Rogan guest, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and this guy. So, what is it? What do they mean when you can't escape? Why can't they? Well, leave? this is what was so insane. Benjamin Netanyahu saying, "I'm advising the civilians to leave Gaza." Where are they going to go, mate? Yeah. It's a fucking prison. It's not like they can go to Mossad and ask them for a counterfeit Australian passport. Yeah, because um, they can't go into Israel because that's blocked. Yep, they can't go out of the ocean because that's got a naval block that naval blockade. Yep, and then they can't go the other way because Egypt control that. No, it's um, it's a prison, and so they're literally born into a war zone. And, and this is why escape. the promise of Islamic almost. Jihad and paradise is so appealing to them. Because they don't get a say in how they live. 
they will have a say in how they die. Yeah. And if they can die for glory and martyrdom and the betterment of the community in their mind, yeah. of course they'll fucking do it. Yeah. Now, Fuck. the other thing that I, I'm, I don't know if there's an answer or not, like you see they've uh, jumped over um, the border of Israel, gone in there, shot up all these people, but then abducted the women and raping the women from what's been reported. Now... Why are they doing that if they, like, hate that culture? Why are they even, like... Why well, would they like, be doing wouldn't, that? Wouldn't rape well, be one of the worst things you can do? I don't do know, but, like, so if you're a religious person mm. and you believe in some sort of holy power, why are you doing that? Especially murder and death, like... To yeah. me, that doesn't make any oh, sense. Look, and this is the thing, though, about victimhood, right? Both sides see themselves as victims. Mm. And when you see yourself as a victim, you can justify Do all manner of horrible behaviour. And, yeah. you know, we see that on a micro level with people in, mm. in the art yeah. scenes, right? People think yeah. they're victims. Yeah. Carry yeah. on like fucking idiots. Will you um, put scale that up into a national st- uh, mm. scale? Yeah. And, like, basically both sides. Like, I feel sorry for the civilians on both sides that have no... But, the, yeah. No, what's the word, power... Or, or um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, when you have self control, agency, agency. That's it. No agency over what happens to them, and just because they're born on one side of this wall, mm. and as opposed to the other side of the wall, and then you have mm. the the fucking. The this seems to be the issue every in every war, mm. and this has always been like this has always been my sort of active activism um, thoughts. Is like war war is obviously. Horrific for two armies and two, the, the soldiers and the people who go to war for their country. But it's also it's the civilians that ca- get caught in the crossfire. Mm. The poor Ukrainian people are being um, absolutely slaughtered uh, for you know to being caught in between a basically what is a, a political fucking arm wrestle between the, the West and Russia. And then and this situation here is just it seems like the people at the top are. You know they're calling the shots, and the poor innocent civilians are the one who ones who end up being mm. the ones who suffer the most. I think what's overlooked also is the effect that war has on the Israelis. I mean, one of the most heavy conversations I've ever had was in a hostel in Bali, and I was talking to this Israeli guy. Mm. He was there off his face on mushrooms, but he was <laughs> telling me about his experience in uh, the two thousand and six war. Yeah, you know, he's like it ruined my life, mate. He yeah. tell me this story about having to pull the trigger on these kids that teenagers yeah mm. and they've turned them into pink mist and i can't imagine that's really good for your mental health yeah. to you know it yeah. makes it di- i think it's different when you're you know operating a joystick and it's a drone it's like playing a computer game Prince Harry but style. when you can see it up close and you can actually see the the visible effects mm. of kinetic warfare i meet a lot of israelis when i travel you kind of look Israeli. Yeah, it could be. If another fake Delby. Could be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I meet a lot when i travel and one guy i met was uh he could never go back because he was supposed to do when they graduate. Um, you, they have to do a year or two mm. compulsory, compulsory three service. years for men, three two years, years for women. Yeah. Is that similar? So he left, and he he, he was a uh, what's the word when you when you ditch it and a deserter. A deserter. Yeah. So he could is that never similar go back. in Singapore? Yeah, Singapore's got it. Switzerland has it. I mean, look, I think it's a good idea. Mm. Compulsory, compulsory service. service. I think instills in kids some discipline. Um, some structure in their life yeah. and, and some basic resilience. Things, resilience. Mm. Um, but if we tried to implement that now in nah. Australia, there'd be someone going, oh, no, uh, this is a microaggression in yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's fucked. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's part of me that totally agrees with that concept um, based on exactly what you just said, teaching kids to be fucking harder and more disciplined. And But yeah, 
like there's part of me that I, I just I'm so anti-war I just don't see the need for it but at the same time I understand that you can't yeah <laughs> you it can't. blows my mind that we're supposed to be the smartest we've ever been technologically mm. and we are still <laughs> going to fucking war like you can't change human nature I feel mm. no matter how smart the technology gets you still have human nature and emotion I wonder and if fucking morality and illogical like ideas because there does always have to be that alpha I guess, and there's always people f- fighting. Ego. Yeah, the fighting for the for the the power. I guess so. Because if it's unavoidable, unavoidable, how do you? It's only year 2023. Oh yeah, well, and have this happen is mind boggling, man. Yeah, like it feels immature. Hey? Yeah, it feels like how oh, like pathetic. You've seen but what's happened in the past for hundreds and hundreds of years, yet yeah. we're still going to do the exact same and repeat the same patterns. That our ancestors we can't have done talk things through for whatever reason. Uh, what like, did Huxley say? That men do not learn from the lessons of history is the no. greatest lesson that history teaches. Yeah, that's mm. a great quote. Because watch what will happen next time there's a virus or a lockdown. Mm. No one will learn from what we just went through. You know what? I've been having this conversation with people because they said, you know, have you heard it's coming back? Blah 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 blah. Some, a comic said it to me yeah. backstage the other night, and um, I was like, well, I'd be interested to see how many people comply. Mm. I, I think it would still be. Well, and I a asked lot. him, I was like, knowing what you know now, what you lived through, would you do it? And he's just like, Bro, if they blackmail me with my job, I have to do it. I've yeah. got no choice in the matter. I don't want it. Yeah. Fuck no, I don't want it. But he's like, what am I going to do? Mm. I can't starve. Yeah. Yeah. It is, it's a fucking difficult thing. But uh, we're we trying to say slowly to our listeners. Don't, yeah, don't, don't comply. Don't comply. Yeah. I, with that. Hmm. Like, yeah, with the absurd. Yeah. Absurdities. But, um, uh, back on what we were just talking about. Well, with we the, won't get our funding if we keep saying <laughs> that. Yeah, well, with, with the, um, the peace way. stuff and negotiating and, and finding a, a neutral way. Everyone's going to lose a little bit. No one's ever going to be happy in all these sorts of negotiations. They're going to be, I wanted a little bit more and I wanted a little mm. bit more. I get that. But, um, you know, which uh, was it the um, the Accords that were oh. Zelensky was Abraham oh, the Minsk Accords. Oh. The Minsk Accords that um, Zelensky was supposed to sign and would have established peace. Um, and the US stopped the, it was, this they was sent Boris Johnson to fly over and tell Zelensky, no, you're not signing the Minsk Accords. Really? Which and how's that Ukrainian counteroffensive going, by the way? <laughs> I mean, fuck, I would have paid money to see the look on Zelensky's face when mm. the news of that fucking attack in Israel broke. He's like, Oh no, I need to cry wank, no more money. <laughs> so, what, yeah, what effect does that have on the Ukrainian war? Is there any? Or does it just mean everything for us gets more expensive? Well, look, the Ukrainian war's over. Is it? The Russians have won. There is no Ukrainian since, army left. And what's when? left of it is they will mutiny if they're forced to go out and be turned into... When did this off. happen? I'm, see, that's the thing. I haven't seen anything. Seymour is that because Ukraine's losing and we don't see any of that in the news? The only thing that's keeping the Ukraine war going is the bullshit narrative in the Western press. It's really? over. The Russians have won. Yeah. Are you... Oh, you're spreading misinformation, man. Oh, alleged, well, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. Well, I mean, if how do you measure winning and losing yeah. the Ukrainian counteroffensive which was so promised to be you know mm. a game changer yeah. is completely and utterly failed mm. I mean at some point you have to fucking acknowledge the reality of the situation but you know what who's loving the uh, Israeli war is the Americans it's like well Ukraine's out of the news the, the Biden stuff's out of the news mm. Hunter's out of the news mm. the border's out of the news and everyone's fixated on this one issue between mm. the two pissant uh, countries well 
Mm. One's not a country mm. um, in the Middle East, and yeah, it's is, it's is Pal- Palestine is a country, right or no? Uh, look, lots of people, lots of countries don't recognise Palestinian. It's not a country no. in a formal sense where it has a functioning government, right? right you and I do, um, but you know there are a lot of countries that don't recognise Israel as well. Yeah, well, I mm. guess Russell Brand's out of the news now as well. He'll be stoked. Hello, you wakey wonders. $25 words. Here we are. Advanced capitalism. Scott, it's all fucked up. It's the corporate state fucking doing a hatchet job on me. I didn't rape nobody, I swear. <laughs> what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. What, uh, oh, well, look, I think two things could be true at once. I mean, the idea that Russell, at the height of his fame and power and drug addiction, may have done something not entirely moral or proper, mm. I think is entirely plausible. Mm-hmm. Having said that, why has it taken this long for the allegations to come out? I understand yeah. why people don't come forward, but yeah. like, why not in the Me Too era at its height? You yeah. could have come out and said fucking anything about a bloke yeah. in that era and the mud stuck and lots of people fucking lost their livelihoods and careers over mm. an allegation. Mm. And oh. I don't want to live in a world where people can be tried in the media and convicted on her say evidence. Mm. You know? And you know, that Sunday Times Channel 4 expose. They'd been researching that for years. Yeah. And that's all they fucking got. Yeah. Right. And then YouTube to come out and demonetize him on the basis of breached our community standards. He's not been charged of anything. Yeah. He's not been convicted of anything. Mm. But correspondingly, YouTube's still got R. Kelly's videos up on there. Jesus. And they're still monetized. Mm. Wow. And guess what? Wasn't he convicted of a child sex offence and yes. is currently in prison? Yeah, multiple, I think. I'm yeah. going to piss on you. <laughs> yeah. 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 It is, uh, it's, it's a pretty, yeah, it is, the timing is quite conspicuous considering uh, what he's been talking about of late. But yeah, you're right. You don't um, discredit either um, narrative. But uh, he has been bringing up some some very interesting It's a very issues. curious timing. And you know what? I... Um, think anyone who you, you cannot like russell brand right yeah but on a principle level the idea that the english government is writing to tech platforms and saying you need to not host him and mm. demands i mean that is enormous government overreach and it should frighten everyone well yeah. that probably brings up a good point that uh, the censorship bills and and stuff that are coming in in place because we see it, it came in without okay. vote without any um uh any democratic. larger democratic way of uh, bringing this in in the, in the UK already and we see that it's been used already um, to to do this i think uh, potentially rumble's going to be deplatformed if they continue to host him and monetize him as well which because is they call quite it a scary. danger to public safety or something like and if your government can say that is a danger to public safety without any like trial but course we'll, and just Take you off. That sounds very similar to something that what's was happening public, in World War II. What's the danger to public safety? Is the danger... It's whatever could, the was, government's what, saying. What he was saying, like what he's saying is, pub, is, da- is a danger or the fact that he's now a potentially uh, a sex offender? Does that make what he's saying dangerous? What's the, di- I like, think what what's the difference is, between is, what he's saying? Is he's got an audience that's enormous, particularly yeah. women. Right, and it's how do you get women interested in these sorts of topics? Right, women are interested in true crime. Blokes yeah. are interested mm. in history. Yeah. I think what Russell's been able to do because he's you know exotic and you know handsome and, and eloquent, he's been able to sort of fuse current events, true crime, and history into the one format. Mm. And he's got an enormous following in the US, uh, in the UK, um, and I think because he's got the ear of women, that's why the governments particularly don't like him. But I mean, yeah, it's. Because he's got uh, an effective counterpoint and critique of, of the state. Mm. And 
With the UK, they've turned into uh, with the aliens, the UFOs from Mexico and Russell Brown being on the news at the same time. Alien versus Predator 3. It's fucked, man. I think that it, the, the bill that they've passed mm. and the one that, the Ameri- that Australia's trying to pass that says uh, if you have anything online that is misinformation that goes against the World Health Organization and the government, like the mainstream media, mm-hmm. you are branded as disinformation and deplatform. That's what they're trying to pass through. And the fact checkers, it's just done by AI and people that work for the government. So everything so that, <laughs> um, for example, that we sort of said during that pandemic, we would have that been, ended up being vindicated. Yeah, we would have been taken off, taken off air and deplatformed if this bill goes through. <sighs> And how does this bill go through? Uh, With bipartisan support. Because remember, I think it was proposed by the previous government. Yeah, but they a, never got around to doing it, as was the digital identity legislation. Yeah. And this is all happening in the background very quietly while the voice debate takes place. And yeah. people are like, well, what's going to affect me more? Yeah. Uh, constitutional recognition of the Indigenous people or the online misinformation bill? Mm. This is the... Under the draft legislation, Australian Communications and Media Authority will gain considerable expanded regulatory powers to combat misinformation and disinformation, which they claim pose a threat to the safety and well-being of Australians, as well as to our democracy, society, and economy. This genuinely is disgusting. Is a, frightening. This is a. It's not only is it a danger to us as a like a, a podcast because like, yeah. we talk about things openly and in in real time. Yeah, so and we're allowed we, to. You should be allowed to question your government. <laughs> but this is saying you can't question your government. Your government is correct. Your government's correct. And Otherwise, you're, you have disinformation, misinformation, and you're a safety. I've heard this before. We World are War an anti-establishment <laughs> fucking podcast. World War Two. <laughs> I just hate the weaponization of this word safe. You oh, know? And you see it's like in comedy, it's like people complain about, I didn't feel safe. safe. It's like, well, fucking don't go outside then, mate. Yeah. The wind might hurt you. Yeah. You might get swooped by a magpie. You know yeah. what? I Wrap yourself in cotton wool forever and don't listen to anything. I don't like using other people's uh, quotes, but uh, Candice Owens was asked, yeah, how, do you, how do you feel about the fact that your very presence uh, feel, makes people feel endangered here? Yeah. And she just said, life's, life's tough. tough. tough get a helmet. Up. Yeah, get a helmet. <laughs> Next question. Like, yeah. fuck. If you see the question, I would have said, get a paper bag too. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And you know what? And I, I don't want to say this, but I'm fucking will, right? Because every time I get a complaint or someone's upset with me about my jokes and then I look at them on the socials and they're just fucking cartoons. <laughs> they they are the hysterical same. caricatures. they got the same fucking you know, set of uh, causes in their social media handles. Mm. The Ukraine is, flag. That's like, their gang. That's their posse where they feel accepted and they have a place. So that's why they're all the same. But you know what? It's just like anyone that... That's a good, uh, that's a good point. Yeah, they all do that because that's, they feel like they've found their people. Safe. And they're safe. And mm. they've, they've been accepted and they've got that acknowledgement that they're special. Mm. So they found where they fit in. Mm. Do you know what? I mean, I think I've said it on this pod a few times about, you know, Perth Fringe, Adelaide Fringe, Melbourne Comedy Festival and see who was selling tickets and who wasn't. Yeah. And it's like there was a big cultural election taking place yeah. and the hokey wokies have lost. Well, they still don't give a But fuck. they haven't lost any institutional or bureaucratic power. 
yet. Like they're lo- well, look, I mean, I think they're doubling down on their power because they can see that they're losing yeah, on yeah, the yeah. ground mm-hmm. and they're becoming more cunty and more authoritarian and more censorious. Mm. It just blows my mind that such a fucking small percentage of the population have such a big say over the rest of us. That's how the Nazis came it's to power, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know what it is? People are too afraid <laughs> to say anything. Yeah. But people are too afraid to say anything. And, yeah. you know, it's, I don't want to offend the children in the room. Yeah. It's like, they're not fucking children. They are children psychologically, yeah. but physically they're adults. Yeah. Stand up to these people and challenge them on the words that they use and yeah. their outrage because most of the time, once you pierce the veil of the pronouns and the buzzwords, mm. you find there's fuck all there. Yeah, well, find you'll, you'll be interested to know that the drama that we went through that we spoke about on our Patreon that happened to me when I was hosting the awards, that person... Mm. Uh, got a lot of money raised for them. I heard about this. Oh, bro. And, ah. then, <laughs> and then fucked off and with the left. money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Crowd God. Crowdfund my transition. No, yeah. I'm going to Melbourne to take ketamine. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I got told me, to do man. better. Yeah. Maybe they should do better. So they is a... It's interesting the using of pronouns and correctly using pronouns. Um, if if I ha- if I have a very close friend that wants me to refer to them in a certain way, I probably would. I'd call them. I'd probably call them by their name. To be fair, but I was watching Sex Education. Isn't that a movie? Call me by my name. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, I was watching Sex Education yesterday, uh, last night. There's a season finale, and uh, or maybe the next one. Um, and it's uh, it it has turned into a very like um, woke. Like. Show. I still enjoyed the show, to be fair. Sorry if any listeners don't like it. But there was this whole scene where uh, a transitioning woman into a man who refers to themselves in they, them pronouns goes missing. And the whole town is looking for them. Mm. And it was very difficult to watch as a viewer, not like for cringiness, just for the fact that they were saying they are missing and Mm. um, have you seen them Them's not too bad, but like, um, they are, yeah, they are, yeah, mm. we, we've got to start looking for them and blah, blah, blah. So the whole actual direction of the script started getting confusing, and I, uh, I had to keep reminding myself you're changing your very language, you're changing mm. everything that you know about a person. Um, they could, uh, they were very obviously making the they, them pronouns very. Um, prevalent it's weird, in the like script that it's all as well. Been fucking jammed down our throats for the last five years. I don't get it, but man. it did make it very, very confusing. It made that whole scene very confusing mm. because they were talking about multiple people, but it was the one person. Let's take something simple like male and female, gender, and complicate it with confusing language. Yeah, why not just like fit in and fucking get some resilience? And just be like, oh, well, this is society. Like, well, look, this is what we say. Why will I let that word affect me? I don't want everyone to be don't, the same. Don't clip this. Let this be for all this. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I want people to be, you know, a difference is cool, right? That's yeah. diversity. But, like, the moment you start asking people to impose your language codes on them, yeah. like, that's where I draw the line. Yeah. I mean, shut the fuck up. It's not like I'm out there uh, imposing my worldview on you. Yeah. yeah, and it's such a small, small, small percentage. But I think that generally a larger group of people that are feeling disenfranchised and not special have found a way that they can now feel special and force themselves to have a higher power structure than others by, by controlling what they call them and being different and being special. Mm. That's my thing. But the uh, the thing that I found alarming, I've oh had yeah, it up here for a bit, bill. the censorship, they can um, 
The ACMA will be empowered to devise and enforce digital codes with a graduated set of tools, including civil penalties and fines of up to $550,000 for individuals and $2.75 million for corporations. Criminal penalties, including imprisonment, may apply in extreme cases. So you're saying that if me and you on this podcast were to say something that the state classifies misinformation, yes. even though the... You know the studies at the time may not be complete. Yes, they could impose five hundred and fifty thousand dollars fine on me. Yes, so platforms already do this. YouTube removed the video of MP John Ruddock's maiden speech to the New South Wales Parliament on the grounds that it contained medical misinformation, which YouTube defines as any information that contradicts local health authorities or the World Health Organization's medical information about COVID nineteen. But the so world- even though theirs was wrong, yeah, yeah, if you spoke. Against that, mm-hmm. you would be fined and you would be imprisoned. So all these um, times our clips were taken down. We got a lot taken down mm. during the COVID era. But we were following the World Health Organization's guidelines. Like, for example, the mask stuff. We were t- saying that the masks are only 15% effective. And I don't have to go into the details, but um, 15% effective if you're showing symptoms and changing your mask and using the right brand of mask and blah, 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 blah. And we said this and it got taken down for, um, I don't know, COVID. Well, remember all the warning labels that were on the social media posts? Yeah. It's like, you know, and I'm sure my account's still shadow banned over that whole yeah. um, period of time. I think mine has been, like, uh, as soon as we started posting stuff about, about COVID and misinformation and the West Australian, mm. my my I was getting stacks and stacks of followers and mm. from then it's only been like, However, the algorithms worked. I feel like there's some form of like suppression. Suppression. Bro, I reckon I'm fucking shadow banned on Tinder at that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, oh yeah, same. I'm gonna post. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to fucking meet a woman that way anyway. I want to be old fashioned about it and have a chat down uh, the pub, mate. I'm I gonna can't. post the media. I actually, article. definitely agree with that as mm. well. The the, tin, the apps, and I'm not blaming the apps. Like, but uh, even if I do meet someone on the apps, I'm like, you know hey, what? let's catch up. So beautiful about like having a conversation with someone you just met and like that chemistry and knowing you're like, yeah. oh yeah. You're like, oh fuck. Yeah, this uh, is on. Yeah. Well, not, not, not only that, just like, oh fuck, I didn't realise uh, this was, we were going to click like this or mm. whatever. Yeah. That it's, it's way better in person because you might think that they've got all of the right stuff or the right they are. They, they seem to be in the same they. sort of thing. They, them. <laughs> <laughs> might be in the same sort of things and then you get together with them you're like oh no you're a fucking asshole mm. um so yeah in person i think it's better, better the other way though it's like when you don't particularly like someone initially but then they grow on you really oh, quickly yeah, because yeah. you're like oh i misjudged you yeah um, you, i'm wrong about yeah. it yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 i uh just posted the article for patrons as well so you can have a read oh, on cool. ACMA. <clears throat> but uh you're talking about having your land taken from you that brings us to the voice i did yeah What's, what's the go, bro? Explain, because you've always been a big advocate for Aboriginal people. Yeah, well, look, it's um, a testament to how bad the Yes campaign is going that mm. fucking people ask me to explain it. Mm. You know? It's like, I don't know, why don't you just go and look at a celebrity's Instagram with their blue tick <laughs> in their hand? Uh, I told you to get the vaccine, now I'm going to vote yes. Yeah. I've still got a credible opinion. Yeah. Oh, God, bro. Like, oh, well, look, I mean... My basic understanding of the proposal is it's uh, to insert, a, in effect, welcome to country into the constitution, mm. acknowledge the rec- and recognise uh, the traditional custodians and owners of the land and then 
the government's going to create a, a bureaucratic entity similar to ATSIC, but, you know, it makes recommendations to the government which aren't binding. Right. I mean, Non-binary. <laughs> Fuck, how did we get that in there? <laughs> Not binding. <laughs> ah, yeah. Um, so, look, it's largely a symbolic gesture, I guess you could say, that's going to cost... Um, $100 million? Uh, well, look, I don't know how much it's going to cost, but... Um, well, that's what they say. But what are we donated s- to the Yes campaign. What are we seeing when the people who are pushing and supporting a cause like Yes are also the same people who support vaccines and push vaccines are also the same people with the ukrainian flag in their fucking bio they're also the same people who would uh have their pronouns they're always the same government archetypes now is it is it or is this just a like a political sort of moral side this is like a left versus a right like i line with these sorts of Value, so I have to agree with this no matter what because this is what my side says. Well, yeah, there's there's a tribal aspect to it for sure. I mean, things are viewed through the prism of left and right more mm. than ever. I mean, even science. Yeah. Mm. I mean, the idea that you know the greenhouse effect is now fucking a left and right issue yeah. astonishes me. I mean, no, this objective, scientific, replicable, scientific observation that shouldn't be politicized. Mm. Um, but, yeah, mate, look, I think there is a huge trust deficit in the community and there's mm. a hangover from the vaccine. Yeah. People don't trust the institutions like the media. Yeah. They certainly don't trust the government. Mm. They certainly don't trust the celebrity class. Yeah. And this whole strategy of trying to get celebrity endorsements and this obsession with celebrity, I think it's backfired terribly. Yeah. Um, mm. And you see Kamal on the project. Yeah, that was great. I mean, they got him out because he was... Uh, Influential cultural icon yes. in Australia from the eighties. <laughs> Fucking what? <laughs> yeah. Your finger's not on the poles yeah. of mainstream Australia. My <laughs> demographic. He got big from Hey Hey at Saturday. <laughs> essentially, well, he was a bit bigger, but right. he was huge on Hey Hey at Saturday, which hasn't been on TV for twenty five years. <laughs> and then right. they just do a reunion. Yeah. Or something? Yeah. Did you see Anthony Albanese's pun? Nah. He's just like, because Kamal was originally uh, a no voter and then he's changed his mind. Nah, wasn't it yes and now official no? Official information and then he's gone on the project and Anthony Albanese has got a, He's like, you know, we've got a new word today for the yes campaign. We've coined it Kamal Mentum. <laughs> oh my God. It's like, I love a shit pun, right? <laughs> but fuck, that's horrific. And then Kamal gets on the project and Nazim Hussain's just like, you meant so much to me. You're a powerful Australian icon. Yeah, you're voting yes. We're so proud to hear it. And he's just like, can you talk us through it? He's like, he's like well, originally I was voting no and it wasn't an informed decision. Uh, and then I was voting yes and that was a semi informed decision. Uh, and now I'm very completely and strongly voting no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh bro. oh, bro. And you know what? The fucking Yes campaign was so happy to see that footage coming out of Israel filmed by Hamas because now they're off the hook for the worst PR award of the year. <laughs> How's Mia Khalifa today? <laughs> what, what? Did she lose her fucking porn job straight away? Uh, just, uh, what she, whatever her new job is, she's lost it. She, she deleted her Insta. Yeah, she, uh, she encouraged the um, Palestinians or Hamas to view to flip their phones and, and film horizontally instead of vertically. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my yeah. god. I mean, that's a fucking dark, dark wow. take. Right. Oh but, my god. Um but yeah, with yes or no, it's shouldn't I, I, I always thought we would be better as a society to acknowledge um, our First Nations people in the constitution. Yeah. And that's what we've been pushing for the whole time. But the voices want more one addition to that, hey, it's not just let's recognise them in our constitution. It's like let's recognise them 
and institute a body that's not elected by people or it is elected? I think it can be appointed by the government or it's elected from different communities around around the country. But um, what the idea that's taken... So I went to a yes event in Sydney and I went to a no event in Sydney. Mm. Just to say, And you know what, mate? Like, the fucking... The white women made me want to vote no out of spite. Oh, yeah. Dude, the way they carried on, the interrupting Thomas Mayer and saying she's... As a white woman in Australia... We know what it's like <laughs> to not have your voice heard. Oh, we wow. know what it's like to be oppressed. So you're really going to equate the suffering of women, right, who were there fucking all along the colonial ride, by the way, yeah, yeah. without the indigenous people. You fucking righteous cunt. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. Sit down and stop having an opinion because you're making it harder for the blackfellas, right? Yeah. And Thomas Mayo was a very persuasive, powerful speaker. Yeah. And the blackfellas... He was for yes? Yes. Yeah. And, you know, they're perfectly capable of prosecuting this argument on their own. Mm. And, you know, did you see that video of the fucking drag queen at the yes event, bro? Yeah, bro. Why? Look, we're just not getting enough attention at the moment. We yeah. need to make this about us, okay? Oh so in half an Aussie flag, half an Aboriginal flag as well. But the Union Jack, bro, yeah. on the corset, and it was just like, look, I got nothing against drag queens, right? I'm old enough to remember when they were <laughs> they were cool, they were funny, yeah. they had mm. great excess to disco biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> but now, mate! Yeah. With a Union Jack, which is oppressive to Aboriginal people. Fuck, bro, that was... Yes. That was negative queering personified. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you know what? No wonder people have tuned out. So um, what were the... Well, we're talking to Fabian. Yeah. What are the concerns? Like the concerns for the no and the concerns for the yes. Mm. So the concerns for the no is it's, uh, I guess, is it considered a step backwards or it's... Uh, well, that's what people are considering as a concern. Yeah, I think the whole division argument is pretty weak. Yep. Mm. Um, but I think for most people, it's an issue of trust and efficacy. Mm. A, there is a, an idea on the no side that this is somehow an elaborate bait and switch by the globalists at the World Economic Forum as a means to make us start eating bugs and owning nothing and you will be happy. Mm. <laughs> um, and you know what? Fucking... You can't blame people for that sort of scepticism. Uh, I mean, the idea that, you know, why don't they just say the fucking voice is safe and effective? <laughs> <laughs> it's been rigorously tested. Yeah. Fucking better yet, if it's so good, why don't they just mandate it? Yeah. Mm. Why don't they fucking blackmail no people shit. with their employment again? It's like, well, you're fucking, the politics of shame's not working. This weaponized white mm. guilt's not working. Mm. Let's blackmail people with their employment again. And if you don't vote no, you haven't got a job. Mm. <clears throat> It's, yeah. And the other thing that makes people sceptical is corporate Australia is on board in a very big way. Yeah. Well, Rio Tinto are in, yes, and what they've done... Last week, just blowing up a sacred site. Fuck. Just blowing up a sacred site. Again? Again. (laughs) Fuck. Well, not just Rio Tinto. It's like almost every mining company. Right. FMG is a notable absentee on that list, which I found was very funny. But, you know, ANZ chief Shane Elliott was in Senate Estimates the other week. Um, he's been questioned. It's like, have ANZ donated any money to the Yes campaign? He's like, yeah, but we're not going to disclose that until after the referendum. But it's like, then they make a hullabaloo about Clive Palmer donating $2 million. Well, at least he's disclosed how much he's mm, donated. Yeah. Right? And, you know, between the, all the heavyweights of corporate Australia on board, Qantas, West Farmers, Woodside, Rio Tinto, yeah. BHP, the banks. That is the concern because it is the blueprint. It is the blueprint we've seen for the last three years. It's the blueprint we've seen for many years. And it's just the years. corporate world cloaking themselves in woke ideology mm, to, to gain favour with the government. Yeah, right, and to ingratiate themselves with the public. And 
these fucktards who have got blue hair. And they go, oh my god, it's yeah. a weapons company, but they've got a Pride Day exhibit, you know? So yeah. And this is now the concern for let's. Uh, uh, and again, I'm still unconvinced of what I'm thinking about the whole situation. But if this is the right thing for Indigenous people, because of what they've done in the past, you had this instant scepticism about what they're trying to do, especially when it's the, the same. Yeah, yeah, especially when it's the same blueprint, especially when it's the same delivery. It, yeah. shouldn't, so it, be does, the government. it shouldn't be like that. It shouldn't be yeah. that way. The last time the government tried to sort what was right for the Aboriginal people ended horrifically. So it shouldn't be a what government. What are you referring to? The stolen generation. The government decided that mm. we know what's best for the First Nation people and they fucking ruined... Mm. I mean, I suppose the difference with that and what the current proposal is that the Uluru Statement from the Hearts had input from Indigenous communities around right. the country. I don't think they had any input into the stolen generation. Yeah. Right. Um, so, but, but, yeah, so that's, that's my concern is the fact that this could be a very good step forward for the Indigenous people and we could be looking, overlooking it and thinking it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a backdoor into more control or state surveillance or all these sorts of things um, or a waste of money and money laundering. But it might just be the uh, it might just be the right thing. The problem we, is we nobody has explained it well at all. No one has explained, and but, and, they're, and they're like, "Well, you're which uneducated. is the blue, which is the blueprint. Yeah. You're uneducated. Go go look it up." Like I've been looking for stuff, mm. man. I'm still fucking still confused. Oh, you're doing your own research, yeah. are you, Delves? <laughs> <laughs> I read an article from Warren Mundine, and it was very very um, yeah engaging. Yeah, you sent that. It was very. He's good. a fucking interesting bloke, Warren Mundine. But did you see Anthony Mundine? Thomas uh, challenged Thomas Mayo to, to a, a fight. fight. Yeah, that's like, not good. Fucking. <laughs> Come on, yeah. Uh, Come on. Sort anything. Okay, so the concerns for the for the for the yes. What are the concerns for the yes? Mundane Warren Mundane was saying he's concerned that it just instills this uh, reliance on government handouts for Aboriginal people instead of getting Aboriginal people to find efficacy for themselves. And he said that it's if you look at an Aboriginal person uh, that's got a high school education the same as anybody else they have the exact same opportunities and the exact same um, uh, ways to achieve and succeed. Mm -hmm. And he said the main issue is making sure that we get that Aboriginal people to to get to school. And he was saying that voting yes just creates this reliance on government to sort their problems out. So like the idea of being told you're a victim doesn't help you get stronger. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it was really a really interesting read from an Aboriginal um, elder. I think Warren Mundine's playing a game, though. I think he's. This is a, a job interview for a Senate vacancy yeah. coming up. I think Warren want, really wants to be in the Senate, so mm. I think this is you know him um, doing a audition, so to speak. Mm. But what I think is really sad is it. It's going to fail. It's going to fail spectacularly. I don't think there'll be a state in the country that votes yes. I think Tassie might be the only one, mm. which ironically... Which is ironic, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Fucking but Jesus. you know what? Considering what their government did to the, that the Other explanations yeah. of, well, you know, they ran a terrible campaign, um, people's lack of trust in, in their institutions, that'll all be overlooked and it's going to be explained away by our colonial character, yeah. the inherent racism yeah. and the uh, explanation of disinformation or misinformation will be amplified... And I think that'll be the catalyst yeah. for the Ackman Bill to come in. It's like, well, look, you ruined it for the Indigenous. We need to come in and correct the information that everyone's got. And Anthony and Albanese, what a mistake to bet your entire prime ministership yeah. and squander that goodwill period and honeymoon phase of a prime minister's first term, mm. first year of a first term, 
with this fucking silly virtue signaling. And look, I mean, maybe that's a bit harsh to call the whole thing silly virtue signaling, but there are so many other pressing issues in this country yeah. as well, a matter this of is urgency that I think... And that's what I was about with. to bring up. I, th- I think uh, when we see something of such division like this... Um, I always go back to the blueprint. What are they doing in the background? That censorship bill is a potentially a very good um, thing that they're sliding in under under our noses while we're all debating over this yeah, voice yeah, thing. Yeah, distraction. Um, I think they should have given it some more time, to be honest. Well, this is what like Fabian said. Yeah. Uh, yeah Terrible Fab- timing. Everyone's more consumed with the cost of living crisis yeah. than they are with... And to know how much they're spent campaigning, uh, well, uh, up to $100 million on the on the yes and whatever the million thing is on the no just to campaign and get this out there i'm sure there's better ways that money could have been spent yeah putting a hundred million dollars into an indigenous community potentially yeah. <laughs> like but that was the other thing warren mundane said he's like we've put billions of dollars into and where's it gone where's the accountability what's happened with it we still have these issues yeah, so he okay. wants to see some accountability as to yeah we're putting all this money into helping remote communities well, or aboriginal people you, like you that sent me kevin buddy wilson no, I don't Kevin know. Bloody Wilson's uh, Instagram, and you know, he's derided as a as a racist because of that um, living next door to Alan song. Yeah. What no one knows is that Kevin Wilson funded a music department at an Aboriginal school and didn't <laughs> want his name put on it because he's like, that's not why I do charity. Yeah. But he said it's like, we spent thirty three billion. We don't need a fucking voice. We need a fucking audit. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Like, hey, reverend is ever I'll keep. Yeah. Yeah. And like after speaking with Fabian and um, he's saying, well, like, you know, I feel like we, we need a leg up and a yes. And I spoke to another one of my mates. He's um, of two Aboriginal parents and I just, I won't name him, but he was, he was like, well, his first response was a stand up response. I go, what's your opinion on the voice, bro? And he goes, it's got some pretty good singers on it. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then, then he said, I'm not too sure, man. He goes, I haven't really learnt too much about it so this is like that for me and uh, the other thing i said to fabes last week was like shouldn't the aboriginal people people be voting on it well there's not a uniformity of opinion amongst indigenous people on this subject yeah. who would have thunk it yeah you know but the other thing that uh, gets it for me right is in my life the issues that i've seen affect indigenous people disproportionately is law and order yeah and mining yeah. And they're state issues. Yeah. Commonwealth government has no jurisdiction over those issues. What are they going to do? Give them a voice so the Commonwealth government picks up the phone to the state premier and says, you should really do this. Yeah. Like they're going to tell them to get fucked. Yeah. Mm. Well, the, the other point Warren's article made is that there are lots and lots and lots of Aboriginal um, advisory committees on almost every aspect of society. Like you've got ones that advise mining companies, you have place that advise uh, legal companies, you have stuff that advises government so we've already got all these different groups. So, I is, mean... Do you think us, for example, discussing things like this is just uh, well, I- adding to division? We wouldn't be discussing it if we weren't forced to have a referendum on it. We, we have to participate in this. What's my fine if I, don't, if I choose not to vote? I don't know. 20 bucks? Well, this uh, is where I'm at with it, right? Like, I don't want to vote, mm. but I will vote. Mm-hmm. But I don't want either team to have my vote. Like, mm. that's how I feel about mm. it. Yes, that's exactly and how I feel. It's, um, it's yucky. And every time I see one of these fucking blue tick basic bitches on Instagram with their fucking standard, ah, oh, yes, and the cat, it was like... I just yeah. the politics of shame and celebrity endorsements is just yeah. yuck. Because I don't think this hasn't got anything to do. I'm sure there are racists that will use it uh, that way, but it, it doesn't have anything to do with racism, man. Mm. Like just inherently by it, talking about Aboriginal um, issues, 
potentially like it is a race-based issue but like to be considered a racist if you're going to vote no that's where that mix mixture of morals politics shaming comes in and i don't like that even if somebody is going to vote no like when trump got in Mm. they were saying oh you're a racist if you support trump it's like well no maybe i actually think that this policy is better does that make any sense at all yeah like because yeah but we are forced to participate in this referendum so like we are forced to be able to to have to talk about it and and we have a platform to discuss it sometimes the way and if anyone feels like we feel Mm. Mate, I still you, got no fucking idea. I, I, I've been Victoria, New South Wales, West Australia. Every I've been asking that question every night in my sets. Are you guys going to vote yes? And pff, telling you, mate, you'd be lucky if ten percent of the room says yes. Even in Melbourne, even in Fremantle, mm. the fucking the progressive parts of the country, mm. it's not even getting resonance down there. I mean, when I was in Sydney, I was people watching right, and I saw this guy handing out pamphlets for the Voice, standing next to a bloke selling copies of the Big Issue. Yeah, right. And the bloke selling the big issue was getting more foot traffic <laughs> than the bloke selling the voice pamphlets. I mean, if that's not a metric of how bad it's failing, I don't know what is. Mm. It just feels like it's been implemented. When did it come about? Maybe two or two months ago? Oh, look, this has been in the works since about 2017. I think the Uluru Statement from the Heart was um, coming along. Yeah. But the campaigning is... I feel like if the question was, should our First Nation people be recognised in the Constitution, you would have 99.9% as I a yes. No problem with that. No yeah. problem with that. Like, I feel that's what's been, for me, that issue that I've been hearing ever since, who was it? Kevin Rudd had Sorry Day. Mm. But really, they, they're like, yeah, well, Sorry's not good enough. We want to be recognised in our constitution. Mm. Right or wrong? Oh, uh, look, I mean, I don't, not, there's not a uniformity of opinion amongst Aboriginal people on this subject, but yeah. there is an influential group of academics and, yeah. I guess, advocates for Indigenous Australia who yeah. were driving this for a long time. Noel Pearson, Marsha Langton. I thought it was really interesting what Marsha Langton said in Australian Weekend Australian a few months back. She was talking about the ABC Boyle lectures that she did and she said the people who were the most horrible and hostile to me were the lefties because mm. they attacked me on the basis of what I thought I said, not mm. what I actually said. And she's like, I blame them for so much of the what's happened to us with their arrogant racism. And I was just like... Yeah. Mm. Yeah, they're, they're more <laughs> radical than fucking... Yeah. But mm. you know what? Like these... When I was in Melbourne, mate, like... You don't see any Indigenous people in Melbourne. The only Indigenous people I've met in Melbourne were ironically down there campaigning against the voice. Mm. Um, mm. But then I crossed paths with a, an Indigenous woman in Melbourne and we looked and she's like, you look like Ben Cousins. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> 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 we don't all look the same. <laughs> but I thought... <laughs> I was like, that's a pretty good indication, probably from Western Australia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was like, where, where are you from, madam? What's your mob? She's like, oh, I'm not from here, from Perth, I'm a Noongar. I was like, yeah. get the fuck out of here, I'm a Wodula. Yeah. We had this chat and I was like, I, I said, what do you think about the voice? She's like, I'm not really sure, but you know, if Rio Tinso wants it, then I'm not really sure it's any good for <laughs> us. <laughs> it's like, I didn't need Mark McGowan's translator to understand Oh, fuck. It, mate, it's such a confusing, divisive... It is, div- like, div- divided uh, country at the moment. Yeah. And well, it's just interesting uh, that there's a divide between Aboriginal people as yeah. well, you know? If it was going to be unanimously good for Aboriginal people. And then you've got the fact that what affects one Aboriginal group does not affect another Aboriginal group on the other side of the country. Mm. Like, there are s- so many different um, tribes. And it does just come back to that... 
point we made earlier about there is just so much distrust for the mm. state at the moment uh, for what they've done for the last 20 years, not just f- like the COVID era and stuff like yeah, the lies that have been implemented and then, yeah, like we talked about. the I blue can't say that. It's going to be deep the, the, Well, the blueprint has been the same and every and five years later you go, ah, oh, we were wrong, this is wrong, but ah, it's move on and then it happens again and it happens again and it happens again. But you know what? I, I don't know how you feel about this, Branchy, but I've kind of got a sense that people resent you for the fact that you were right and oh, especially yeah. when it proves them wrong. Yeah. And it... People's egos are so powerful and precious yeah. that they can't entertain that I was wrong. Yeah, yeah. Well, no one likes to admit that or no one likes to feel that way. I was, I've listened to uh, the audio book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Mm. And the number one thing you can do to make someone not like you is make them feel dumb or make them feel wrong at, mm. in an argument. You can't bring it up and go, well, actually, what you just said is bullshit and you're completely wrong. This is the truth. No one likes feeling that way. So if you That's why get I've got no friends. <laughs> 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 so if they are found to be wrong when they wholeheartedly believed in it, that means that they're less important or not as smart as they thought they were. So they'll double down if it's that blatantly obvious that they were so wrong. They'll just dig their heels in and stick to that point because they don't want to lose face. You find that with a it lot. needs to be a soft, a, like yes. a soft way of going. Oh, you know. Remember when we were talking about this? Well, you could have maybe f- framed it a different way, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, maybe I could have. Think, you could have actually like yeah. been a bit more open. Yeah, I probably could have. Yeah, yeah, well, in that case, instead of going, you know what, you were fucking wrong, you dumb cunt. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, everyone's going to go, well, fuck you, man. Like, yeah, yeah, there's no need for ego on, mm. the, on the correct side as yeah. well. There's no need for rubbing it in your face, I guess. But uh, that, I find that even with, um, like, I made the mistake early and it's a completely different area um, of topic, but it's the like the idea when I was, quitting my job and trying to chase my dreams and I started working and I started to, mm. you know, get the jobs and blah, blah, blah. But I used to push, I started pushing people like, you should do it, you can do it. Um, and then they would push against it because it reflected their own inaction and mm. the fact that you were right. Um, mm. So instead of that, now uh, I just do and then they, if they're interested, they can just reach lead out. By example, I think it's, bro. I think it's the same when it comes to policies or the way we want to live, or like if you want to not comply with mandates or whatever, just do what you want to do. Mm. Don't have to tell anyone to do it. And then if they're, if they see that what you're doing is the right thing, generally they'll come to you. But this for is the thing about you know the boy, I mean, politics is the art of persuasion. Mm. Uh. No one's being persuaded in an effective way. And what you just said, Del, was about you know how to win friends and influence people. Yeah. I don't think anyone in the Yes campaign's read that book. Yeah, mm. certainly not fucking Ray Martin. Oh my god, bro, that but was what? one of the most monumental fuck ups you could ever do. What did you say? The details don't matter. It's, yeah, he literally quoted. He goes, "If you don't know, the details don't matter. You don't even need to know the details. Vote yes." It's like. What? Anthony Albanese said it was a powerful speech. It was like, bro, I'd hate to fucking see what you think about a shit one. Wow. Yeah, and like just labelling everybody a dinosaur and a dickhead immediately, immediately will make them go, well, fuck your... F- I'm not going to even listen to what your yes is. Right? Yeah. But this is like this was like Hillary Clinton's basket of deplorables comment, mm. right? It just yeah. fucking put a hair across people's ass and that... F- Fuck you. I am going right out of spite. Mm. And get fucked. Is that what she said about Trump supporters? Yeah, Yeah. they're a basket of deplorables. And this week she said that they need to be formally deprogrammed. Yes. Wow. So the basket of deplorables comment sounds like a Valentine's card now after that. Formally deprogrammed is what she did to the people's cars that disagreed with her. (laughs) 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 She drove them straight into a fucking tree. Oh, Oh, fucking (laughs) Jesus. 
Yeah, uh, that's uh, that's an interesting thing that's going on at the moment. The um. All the indictments, and I've seen the recent um, indictment has gone to court, and and it looks like he inflated the value of his property so he could. Uh, I'm, I'm just I'm broadly across it, but he, more um, tax benefits. Oh, dude, yeah. imagine that! One of the and American then, elites engaged in financial <laughs> crime. Yeah, and then and then he paid the he paid that money back, so it's literally a victimless crime. So, wow. it, it, like, <laughs> I think he used it. I think he inflated the price so he could borrow more money or something like that as a as collateral something yeah. along those lines from, from memory and then they borrowed him more money and he still paid it back so yeah. what, what the fuck what? no harm no foul this is all yeah. they this is all they can find yeah fair bump play on in my view yeah exactly like and look. trump trump trump, yeah. trump. <laughs> <laughs> look I, i'm i'm so over it all both sides yeah. oh man and fucked. if like if trump doesn't lean into the idea like I can't one. I can't see Trump losing at this stage if he's going against Biden. But if he doesn't lean into this, it's not about me. We need to stop focusing on me and let's think about what we can do for the people. He'll yeah. he'll lose he'll what, lose a lot of support of Trump, as well. Didn't he broker a peace deal in Gaza, or was that somewhere else? Uh, he, he he brokered a peace deal in the Middle East between. It was the biggest peace deal yeah, ever, ever, uh, ever established. I don't but it was. This. Um. Yeah. You guys, you're gonna eat your hummus, and you're gonna <laughs> shut the fuck up, and you're gonna keep out of each other's business. Yeah. Uh, but he did. He he did broker a peace deal. Um, was it was it, it was it with Gaza? Potentially, between I, I, Israel and Sudan. My bad. So that's not Gaza. Okay. Is that that's a different Sudan's an African country. Yeah. Yeah. There was a there was some Middle East. But, the um, Prime Minister of Sudan. This was this was a while ago. So I'm not across. He got anymore. Morocco and Israel to make peace. He got Israel and it was like Sudan seven to make countries. peace. It was like seven countries. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he didn't get the Nobel Peace Prize. But then Obama. Obama got like, voted in for and was black, so got given the. Yeah. <laughs> well, Nobel Peace Prize is uh, is a joke, bro. Oh. I mean, fucking. Who was the most recent winner? Well, the mo- most recent Nobel oh, the, Prize the, the was the vaccine, vaccine creators. That's right. Yeah, so vaccine creators. That was fucking hilarious. We um, live it. We live in a South Park episode, bro. Keep saying it, but fucking, you couldn't write the shit that happens in our reality. Yeah. So I'm, fa- I, I, I've been really um, <clears throat> wrestling with this lately myself, and uh, maybe you have as well, Delby. Like with our platform. Like uh, by commenting on this, sometimes I go right, fuck it, let's just have a fun one. Let's get a comedian on, let's have fun. And then sometimes I'm like, no, I want to call out the bullshit and the lies that I can see in the world. But sometimes when you do that, you just create more division. And I almost don't want to contribute that. Tri- I don't almost don't want to contribute to that anymore. Mm. But I don't want to just let these bu- this bullshit just keep happening because we do live in a fucking south park episode oh look man and, and you know what it's powerful to like live in truth and you know confront reality as you see it and letting you guys you've seen yes you've had there's a hunger for it people mm. want to hear it they do because they can understand they can say they've joined the dots and that was what was so awesome about covid and the vaccine was that it woke a lot of people up mm. you know and even people who won't say it publicly mm. privately mm. that's what yeah. they're thinking you know? yeah imagine if we were wrong though yeah, that, yeah, I would well, have. Yeah. Lo- I would have loved to have been wrong, and mm. I would have put my fucking hand up. Mm. And said, but you know what? I remember we've been on this pod once before, and we predicted uh, the red fucking the red wave. Red yeah. wave. Mm-hmm. We were wrong. We were what wrong. did they? Said I was wrong, and it's that fucking easy, friends. So was that because it was a rigged election? Wow, look, <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave that for others <laughs> to judge. <laughs> this, but I tell you what, if could the, be. 
<laughs> if, the vo- if the voice gets up, that's how you know the electoral system's fucked. However, yeah. if the voice does get up, it might be people that have that change of heart as they're going in. Maybe they. I maybe literally was speaking to someone yesterday that did a um a early vote. Maybe they voted was, twice. Well, yeah, she was like, "Well, did I was going to vote no," but then I, I got there and I was like, "Well, no, nah, I need to vote yes." So there might be that like well, that's the power of the politics of shame, right? Yeah, but. Did you, did I see that you, if you you can vote twice and they can't? Yeah, you can in the same area. They have no way of checking. So you can go to any. So ma- a maybe I just go vote election. yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> Cancel each other out. <laughs> what do they need? A referendum needs sixty six percent or more. You need double majority. So you need a majority of the people and a majority of the states. So right. ACT and Northern Territory don't get a say. I on feel this. like that's what should have happened with Brexit. Because they fucking had a one percent, wasn't it? When they chose to leave, yeah, it was and very they completely slim margin. Fuck their country, man. The UK have fucking destroyed themselves. The UK is a basket case, bro. Yeah, it's an absolute mm. basket case. But you know what? That's where we're headed. Mm. I mean, we're just lucky that we're propped up by um, China's hunger for our commodities. Yeah. But once that stops, the money dries up. But we're, they're also we're also <laughs> China also has a hunger for our market, our uh, market. Oh. Our market, a housing market, and everyone's got a hunger for our housing market. We're, we're, it's get, it's going to be very difficult to buy a house soon for people of our generation, the younger generation. No, I'm made because I'll probably never own a house, and it's and and even finding a rental. It would be good, actually. You you mentioned that because I was thinking on the drive here, um, if we could get somebody that is an expert in the housing industry or economics or housing, I'd love to get someone to talk about what the prospects are because mm. i'm looking at buying in the next six months or so my dad is super conservative because he's italian but he's he's always been like well just wait six months and it's going to be coming down everyone's going to go fucked on their mortgage he's in the building industry i i would agree but so, yeah but looking at the look houses are selling in nine days man mm. like they're going on and two days later they're being and this is what i'm offer. saying it's not they're investors now there's people up yeah. right and it's not just investors from overseas it's interstate so yeah we look at a house go 1.4 million. That's mm. fucking extortionate. Mm. Some cunt in Sydney goes 1.4 million. That's cheap. And they come in and pay cash. I've got friends who are trying to buy houses. You put in an offer yeah. and their agent comes in and goes, sorry, someone came in over the top with yeah. a cash offer. 40,000 more. How do you compete with that? Mm. And not only is it that, it's foreign investors. Mm. All the Southeast Asian elites have bolt holes here for their fucking kids in case the shit hits the fan in yeah. their countries. Mm. I mean, residential housing is for housing. Not speculating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the idea that, you know, I know a family, um, I won't say what's up, but they own north of 250 residential properties. Wow. Like, who the fuck needs that many residential properties? Someone that's making good bank on the rent. <laughs> well, they're old <laughs> Italians, Del, but yeah. okay, you know, they still got the <laughs> fucking shorts they got when they got off the boat. Uh, I better <laughs> check if I'm related. I to hit them up. But uh, I tell you what, mate, like, I was looking, because I want to moved to Sydney and I'm looking for a place to live in Sydney. It'd be easier to find a place to live in Gaza at the moment yeah. than it would be in Sydney. You, well, you, you want to move to Sydney? Outside of yeah, well, i got to get out of this town, mate. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I've got an opportunity for something in, in Sydney that, you know, uh, I don't think I can say no to, but it requires, you know, being able to live and work in Sydney. And but yes. <laughs> so yeah. Well, you know what? I'm fucking, so the if, the vote, if the vote yes crew came to me and said, Corey, here's 250 <laughs> grand. Can you post this on your socials? I think I'd probably yeah. do it. <laughs> Money talks. I think I'd probably do it at this yeah. point. Like Everyone's got a price and, you know, uh, it gets smaller and smaller. What, as what, you would, get be your, what would be your price, Delby? 
For what? Uh, for uh, uh, vaccine mandates. Oh, fuck. Really? Like, honestly, what would be your price? I don't know, man. I don't know if I have a price for that. Okay, let's just say... Um, I don't know. Yes, vote. Yes, vote. Oh, bro. Give me whatever you want. <laughs> just give me the facts and explain it to me why it's going to be good. Yeah. And if I'm on board... Yeah. Then... Give us whatever you want. It was really um, funny at that no event in Sydney. Uh, John Ruddick was speaking. He was the MP that had his video taken down by YouTube for misinformation, and he was saying, "You know, the, you've seen the polling; it's going really bad for the Yes campaign. They're blaming Vladimir Putin. They're blaming Donald Trump. <laughs> I'm still waiting on him to blame it on long COVID." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 fuck, yeah. he's got a point, doesn't yeah. he? Oh, but that said, I'm not an established no voter. You're acting like I'm voting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, that's, I don't, true. that's I, true. I'm still researching. Yeah. So. Which is fucked that we have to rush to get this done. So. Yeah. And it's, even Fabian, uh, Fabian said last week, he's like, look, I, I, I'm going to vote yes because I feel like the little fella needs a, a leg up. Um, but even he suggested, like, it probably needs a couple more years of, like, mm. working it in correctly. Mm. Um, but it's a... Yeah, it's it's an interesting thing. Yeah, you just brought up uh, long COVID and like COVID and after effects and stuff. Uh, I just wanted to also let everyone, all the listeners know, Mum had her operation on the weekend, and it was she's now dad. (laughs) 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 Oh fuck! Uh, It was a a resounding success, and uh, she's going to be awesome. uh, All good. She's still in hospital uh, for the next week or so, but. Yep, uh, she's all good. The um, the the blood clots didn't. Uh, they're sort of they're still half-ish there, but they're sort of moving away. Yeah, fuck yeah. So Happy that days. was been a challenging six months. Yeah, living with the parents as well. Yeah, <laughs> just that's been a fucking challenge. But yeah. nah, it's uh, it's been a a, a right great uh, thing that's happened over the last few days for me. So. Yeah. Happy to hear that, mate. Yeah. Mm. But uh, but what's going on? What else has been going on, man? You, yeah. you do you got much gigs yeah, coming up? You said, yeah, you said you got your um. Uh, you you want to go to Sydney? Um, mm. You don't have to talk about what's yeah, going on. Yeah, well, there, look, I have got an opportunity there, which is um next premier. <laughs> no, no, mate, I wouldn't want to fucking be the premier of New South Wales. It's fucking bankrupt kind of a state. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, look, I um I'm being forced out of uh, the stand-up world, mate. So look, I've got to mm. relocate, reinvent, and, and do something like that. I've been really enjoying my writing, long form writing. Yep. Um, my Substack's been going very well. So if anyone wants to read me over the longer form, you can follow the Jolly Gag Man Substack. Yeah. And what, what is Substack? Is that a website? Substack is like a free speech writing platform, and you know all the best journalists. Not for long. Not for <laughs> well, <laughs> look, mate. Um, this is a that's a. Con- I look. think Substack is going to be the platform that determines the twenty twenty four election. You reckon? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Of Trump, of America, or of, 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 of Australia? America, and yeah. I think we'll go the same way. Uh, it's growing very fast that platform, so I mean, it'll probably get stomped on at some point. There might be some effort to, you know, bring it into line with uh, the government. But as far as I'm aware, the it's a backdoor for the misinformation stuff. I could be wrong, mm-hmm. um, but as long as satire is still a defence or an exception. Mm. Might be able to sail through. I don't know, mate. Like, the reality is the walls are closing in. 
yeah. on censorship and club owners are caving in to these petulant fucks who are like, I feel unsafe. Yeah. Um, they don't want the hate, but they're doing everyone a disservice. So yeah. find your fucking balls and stop worrying about losing $25 in ticket sales for some blue haired bitch who won't come to your show. Yeah. Mm. Find your balls because they've still got theirs. <laughs> but you know what's so funny about this whole woke stuff, man? I was at a party the other week, right? I was talking to a mate of mine, conservative, you know, progressive mind, like, you know, but the, the vaccine changed him, right? Mm. And he was saying to me, he's like, I'm pulling my kids out of the public school system because of the woke curriculum. Mm. And ironically, he's enrolling them in a fucking Catholic school. Wow. And he goes, say what you will about the Catholics, Corey. They got their flaws and they might not teach evolution. But they do teach sex ed. Well, <laughs> he's like, at least they're not going to be confused about the gender of the child they're about to molest. <laughs> so they're not going to want to cut his dick off if they want to suck it, right? Fuck. <laughs> and the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and that's a boy. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. It fucking goes off in the clubs uh, at the moment, let me tell ya. That's where the censorship bill comes in. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's great. That was our last episode. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. That's awesome. Uh, that might be a good way to finish up, I reckon. That's uh, On a closer. Uh, yeah. A good closer. That was uh, good. I fucking went deep on a few little mm. topics we wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Trying to get educated as much as I possibly can. My brain, I had, ma- I've got massive brain brain fog today. Do you? Yeah, man. I had a great sleep. Because you had last a big, night. did you get a sizable Sunday, didn't you? Or? Saturday and Sunday. Sa- yeah. October first, man. Like oh. eight thousand people. Fucking. Yeah, man. That looks sick. Oh, oh like yeah. A quickly, vibe, hey? Yeah, it was yeah. unreal. Quickly, give us a bit of a rundown on that. Cause unreal, that was awesome, man. man. Like, yeah, because we did it last year, so it was a bit overwhelming because mm-hmm. we didn't know like how it was going to go yep. to that amount of people. Mm-hmm. But then this year, me and Max Shane just fucking. Rocked up like a walk in the park, man. Dude, because I was thinking so about that because when I, I think most Australians see the idea of two white guys rapping, <laughs> this will be shit. Yeah, but then you get there and you overwhelm, you surprise, and they're going, "Fuck, these guys are cool." Yeah, so yeah. It's yeah. an element of surprise. Yeah. It's yeah. element of surprise that works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they yeah. love it, man. And Max Shane's such a good like stage hype man yeah. sort of performer. Yeah, when he's he, done it forever, when he, he just gets that, out. He's like, "Let's get your fucking hand." And yeah, like, I couldn't believe that when yeah. he put that video up and he was doing that hype thing, and they're all fucking. <laughs> yeah, look at me, white guy. Go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, don't do that. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's the third white, not the third right. You can't go to eleven o'clock. Fucking hell! But yeah, yeah good man, good, unbelievable man. And like we had that, we kind of fucked up because we were sitting at uh, the beer hall. We thought that was the main stage, mm. and the organisers like, "Where are you?" We're like we're here mm. And he's like You're on in five minutes and I was like No like we're, we're here So we're supposed to be On the main stage But it worked out better Because we had more people In the beer hall mm. And then we went to the main stage And did uh, just a real quick Five minutes Because the DJ's didn't take that long to set up. Yeah. And then the VIP stage went off as well. Like Sick. Yeah. So And do we do we have way more listeners than we think? I think so, man. And walking through Oktoberfest, every fucking ten minutes I'd meet a hard yarns. Um They're, one of the coolest things, man. I'm like talking to these three birds and one <laughs> of them goes, Oh yeah, I listen to your podcast. I was like, sick. I go, which one? She goes, I've listened to heaps. I'm like, oh, wicked, like, and she was pretty hot. <laughs> I'm like, bro, we've got, like, fucking girl listeners. Then her friend goes, you don't have a podcast. I go, yeah, I do. She goes, you don't have a podcast. And I go, yeah, it's called Hard Yarns. And then just by chance, this dude walking past goes, Hard Yarns, fuck yeah, I love your podcast, man. And, like, <laughs> yes! right and I was like, oh, my God, I didn't script this. How's that for a flex? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Unzip. Uh, that's the... Uh, that was sick. That's, then, that's the best when it happens in front of... Uh, 
not that you do it for ego, yeah. but like it is when it happens in front of someone and else. And that's a moment of pure comedy too. Yeah. Right? Like, that's Could the I, universe giving you a gift. Um, yeah. And I was, there was a, I was taking a piss and there was a bloke, he was fucked. I was like, hey, mate, you, you're all good. He turns around and he's like, Oh, I know you. <laughs> I'm a hard line. I listen to hard guys, man. I was at market ground. Fuck, man. Fuck. It's just, it's uh, yeah. I was uh, Saturday night, seeing a lot of people out, and yeah, people come up. It's fucking awesome. Mm. I'm actually um, I, I'm blown Brad away. Brad, she always talks about like no ego, no yeah. ego. He's out. He's like, I'm hard guys. I fucking <laughs> love. I, I don't. I'm at the at the moment. I don't. I'm pretending. I'm not pretending that I don't like it. I, I love. Yeah, yeah. It's exciting. It's exciting to me that we're making an impact. Mm. But then, having seen Frenchie over in uh, Sydney and every motherfucker stop him, yeah. <laughs> like when we were, we're trying to, just trying to go for a beer, and he's every person stopping, and he's the best. He'll stop and talk oh, yeah. to every single person. Mm. Part of me is like, oh, I don't want to get that big. <laughs> like that no, that yeah, looks yeah, a yeah. little bit annoying. But I mean, but I, I happened to me in Melbourne. Someone stopped me. He's like, man, I heard you on the hard yarns. You yeah. know, oh, and I was fuck. like, fuck, good on you. <laughs> Fuck it, yarns. <laughs> so yeah, you boys are getting a uh, bit of cross country coverage. Yeah, uh, you know, good just keep that. doing what we're doing. But it's well for as long until as until the can. Acmobile comes in, and then you're fucked. Yeah, uh, until you're gonna have to do live podcasts. Mm. Like, yeah. People are going to buy a ticket. Yeah, I Fuck, think that's yeah. the way live entertainment's all going. Though. It's going to have to become underground. Fuck, that's a, but then the government can come in and shut you down and arrest you. Yeah, how do you get tickets? For live disinformation. Live disinformation. Mm. Nah. You know, I reckon? Uh, I'd like to see him fucking try it. I mean, it's one thing to have the legislation there, but another thing to enforce it. And I'd be very interested to see. And also, that's a, it's a comedy mm. show. You can't, like, you can say whatever the fuck you I, want. I think that law will be show. struck down in the High Court. Yeah. If, I mean, there's an implied right of uh, freedom of political communication in this country, and that's been established by the High Court in a number of cases. Mm. Uh, I think this is right for a constitutional High Court challenge, and the, the new Chief Judge in the High Court is apparently a very principled okay. man, um, and my faith in the judiciary has recently been restored in many ways. Nice. So. Okay. Well, it says here, free expression has traditionally been considered essential to the functioning of liberal democratic societies, mm. uh, which claims the truth are argued out in the public square. Under the bill, the adjudication of what is and is not misinformation and disinformation will form of fact-checkers, AI and other moderation tools employed by digital platforms. But the assumption that such tools are capable of correctly adjudicating claims to truth is misguided. Fact-checkers routinely make false claims and rely on logical fallacies in lieu of passing evidence. In US court proceedings, fact-checker claims are protected under the First Amendment, confirming that what? the edits of fact-checkers are just opinion. So fact-checkers fact check, fact can be wrong legally. It's just opinion. But what is what? But ours is just opinion. <laughs> Which, uh, uh, I, don't, I fail to see how this is uh, uh, going to work at all. Mm. Uh, I would hope you are correct, and that uh, look. So do I, mate. I really do. Um, because at the end of the day, the judiciary is what will save us from uh, executive government going out of control. That's the separation of powers, and that's the whole philosophy behind yeah. the separation of powers: is that the judiciary sits separate, mm. um, and the the executive arm of the government is separate to that. Mm -hmm. So uh, wait and see, mate. But, you know, this country's had a great run of entertaining legal dramas mm -hmm. from, you know, the Ben Robert Smith stuff to... Um, Johnny Depp. <laughs> well, Amber Heard yeah. and that whole thing. And then you had Brittany Higgins, that yeah. whole thing. Oh, the um, report into the ACT chief prosecutor. No, I didn't. Oh, what happened there? Basically... Corruption, an yeah. attempt to pervert the course of justice, 
denying. I mean, Bruce Lerman sounds like a piece of shit by all uh, accounts, but doesn't mean he did it. But he wasn't afforded a fair trial. Mm. The prosecutor was cheating the whole fucking time. Really, mm. whole time. Well, the, the most recent one, actually, but this is an American one, which I think is absolutely disgusting, is that uh, Major League Baseball player. Trevor Bauer? Bro. Bro, Me Too is dead, girls. Sorry, but the sisterhood killed her, Amber yeah. Heard and that fucking home-wrecking I, whore. I can't and there's believe. no other way to describe it. The premeditation yeah. and the predatory, predatory thinking of just like the videos that she's – I mean – bro. Mate, if the if the sisterhood wants to maintain, you know, like they need us, they need they need to hang her. Yeah, they need a string draw and quarter her in public domain, and like anybody else that does that, because you're ruining people's lives. And And it's not an allegation. Nah, explain. Sorry. So uh, I can't remember her name. No one should remember her fucking name. So she has a group chat, Mm -hmm. and she's uh, matched with um, this major league baseball player Mm -hmm. who's worth fifty one mil. Yep. In the group tap, she's like, uh, net worth, 51 mil, what should I steal? And the girl's like, take his cash. And then she's like, yeah, I've already got my hooks in. Um, I've got to get this. Uh, she said, I'm going to be uh, a dirty little whore and get him to choke me. And then the next day, she pressed a rape charge against him, saying that he raped and choked her. Oh, my God. And was trying to get all of his money out of him. But luckily, he's got all the screen grabs of her premeditating and planning that she was going to put these false accusations against him. Fuck. So, pretty fucked. But he lost his fucking livelihood in the meantime. Yeah. Had his name dragged through the mud. Yeah. For, it's a horrific thing to accuse. A, MLB? Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> had to go play baseball in Japan or something. Yeah. Right? From and an accusation. An accusation. Which, and this which is discredits all the fucking... True accusations. Right? Yeah, right. it dilutes and the very real fun. problems. And that's why yeah. I love my Amber Heard joke, right? Because it says exactly that. You trivialise this for your own fucking vanity and you make it harder for the next woman to come forward who's yeah. got a real story to tell. Yeah. And you know what? Women cannot expect men to hold shitty men to account if you won't hold those Shoot. lying whores. Mm. And I'm sorry, I'm going to use that word liberally because they are fucking whores. Mm. Like to accuse someone of that falsely yeah. is the worst thing you can accuse a man of. Yeah. The worst thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucked, man. And then like that, just it, let's say if Russell Brand's um, accusations are true, it's just diluted that. But you know what? You know? And that's why it's not stuck in the public mind, particularly women, because mm. women know, fuck, yeah, we, we do make shit up sometimes and there are some crazy ones amongst us. Just like there's some crazy blokes. Yeah. And, mm. you know, this whole Me Too era and the sanctification of women that presented women as morally pure individuals who mm. never told lies and did no wrong and were immune to human frailty was fucking insane. Yeah. And the fact that it's dying, sayonara. Mm. It just sucks, man, because it's just bad for everybody. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. It sucks for guys, it sucks for girls. Well, it's just fucking crazy people out there, man, that don't make life easy for the other people that are involved. That's a depressing way to finish the episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, ladies, if you want to catch up for a drink, <laughs> me and Dells, we don't want to meet on dating apps, we just want to go to a pub. I can't even go to a pub because I still got a fucking ban from licensed premises until November. <laughs> what? Yeah. He got his dick out. No, <laughs> didn't get me dick out. Didn't get me dick out. Well, I, I was going to say, well, fucking, I should be gone then <laughs> for getting dicks out yeah. in public. <laughs> regal um, theatre. Yeah, Regal Theatre. Um, was it? What did you do? Uh, mate, I Allegedly. went to a gig at the Comedy Lounge and um, had a very good show. Mm. And there were some friends in the audience. And when you have a good gig, everyone wants to buy a drink. Mm. And anyway, 
Are one, you not taking responsibility for your drinking actions? One too many. Yeah. And I went out with some lawyers and uh, anyway, crossed paths with a couple of coppers and um, mouthed off at them. Mm. Said, you guys team Ben Falconer and this copper's just like, have you been kicked out? I was like, nah. She pointed at me, talked to security guard. She's like, well, you have now. Yeah. And I blew up and anyway, they handcuffed me, put me up against the paddy and said, mate, we'll give you one chance to apologise and we'll let you go. We've got the body cam on. And in my mind, I was like, Corey, you could just apologise and go home. Yeah. But also, this would be fucking great content. I <laughs> <laughs> ain't fucking leaving. I just said, all right, I'll apologise. I just wanted a succulent Chinese meal, you fucking dogs. <laughs> I see you know your judo well. <laughs> Get your hands off my penis. <laughs> so, yeah, you got fucking strip search, the whole oh, kit and caboodle. Fuck. Oh, elk. oh, my God. At least you know you deserved it. For enjoying I us. I owned up to the chin. <laughs> Mm. Oh, classic. All right. Well, uh, do you have anything to plug going forward? Uh, nah, just uh, subscribe to my Substack. Fucking and is it Substack.com or something? Uh, Jollygagman.substack. I don't know. But if you just Google Jolly Gagman Substack, you'll find it. But yeah, you can sick. find the link through my socials. And uh, yeah. Yep. Hmm. Kill. Cool. Mm. Uh, Adelaide show tomorrow night. Yes, yeah, sick. So. Old traveling comedian. These yeah. days, Jesus, like I fucking love Adelaide too. People, I've never been, mate. People hang shit on Adelaide, particularly from Melbourne, but Adelaide's yeah. a wicked town. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. And like, we got a lot in common with Adelaide. Like, we're both footy mad. Yep. The only two states the British did nuclear testing in. Nuclear testing in. Yeah, bro. Yeah. The British tested nukes in South Australia and Western Australia. Might explain why we love fucking drugs so much. <laughs> <laughs> the mutants. We've got, got, got a Patreon yeah. coming, don't we? Mutant fetamines. Yeah. <laughs> We've got a Patreon coming to your show? Yeah. Uh, apparently, um, we messaged you. Yeah. I can't so, remember the message on the hard yarns, but yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. If you, any other Adelaide people, um, yeah, if you want a discount code, uh, I'll chuck it on the Patreon. Yeah. And um, it's at Arkabar, and then I'll be back for next week. So uh, Friday, date night comedy at uh, Side Splitter. I think there's 15 tickets left. And then wedding Saturday and Saturday night doing a fundraiser quiz at Inglewood, uh, Inglewood Sports Club. So mm. if anyone wants to get around that. It's a good club, that one. Too. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Cool. Um well, I just want to point out, we've got three cameras today, so I want to make note of that. So that's like the Patreons and oh, obviously Delby's camera, that one. <laughs> but uh, the Patreons, you guys are making this sort of um, possible. So we've got one, two, three cameras today, which is uh, the first time Ooh, we've had that, yeah. uh, which I had to live switch today. So um, <clears throat> I apologise if I was up behind on any of them, but I think I did pretty well. But um, thank you so much to the Patreons. That's Benefit. what I want to say because that's it's the money like that that helps us do all this. And yeah. Yeah. Should we... Put an ad out just on air. Does anybody have switching experience? Switching experience and, like, and like doesn't want money. Yeah. <laughs> can send in like a, a resume. A resume, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I get It'd worried about that. It'll be good exposure yeah, for get, you get, to get, come <laughs> and work on Switch, yeah. I get worried about that. Uh, I, I vet the messages of trying to come on the podcast yeah. pretty heavily. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, like yeah. I've said a few times, if you message me asking me to come on, generally it's a red flag. Yeah. <laughs> I do look into everyone who asks. Yeah. Though. I do look into everyone who asks. And generally sometimes uh, we're just too busy and I do want to get back to you, so I do apologise. But anyway, regardless, Patreons, um, yeah, thank you very much. Uh, I got, uh, I'm got. i at True Grit this weekend MC for the two days, so if you're down there, I'll see you. Um, and then the 27th and 28th, I'm in Froth. Uh, I'm at Froth Craft Brewery. Uh, 
uh, doing comedy on the Friday and the Saturday night. Uh, and on the 3rd of November, I'm at the Wanneroo Comedy Shack um, doing comedy there on the Friday night. Fuck, and that room goes off, eh? Yeah, yeah fuck. So it's, just, it's just, yeah, bonkers. Just well, that's Friday. where I opened up for you that mm. night. So that yeah, was... No, room goes Dragan off. Dragan yeah. has got it. Harmon, he still doesn't know how to introduce the MC though, so we're going to work on his introductory <laughs> skills. Um, <laughs> but Look, if you haven't learned after 10 years, I'm not sure you're going to learn, are you? He'll be listening, so Dragan, just throw it over to one of the comics and we'll, we'll, we'll introduce <laughs> um, our MCs. And uh, aside from that, um, yeah, I'm just uh, looking forward to doubling down on a heap of um, podcasts and content and, yeah. um, going hard with this because, fuck, it's, yeah, get, it's getting there. Getting there. It's getting there, Delby. Oh, yeah. Mm, but sick. Cool. Thanks uh, for coming on today, cheers, mate. Cheers, boys. Peace. Take it easy. Until uh, next time. Pleasure as always. Till the intro. <laughs> Sleep well, <laughs> tiny dancers. <laughs>